Monday. I can't believe it's Monday already. Like every day just keeps going faster and faster. But happy Monday to you and you and you and you and you and you. Um, we're covering the Family Chantel season four, episode eight. And I should have looked at the name because yes, it's a recipe for disaster. I don't know about y'all, but this episode just made me sad for everyone involved. I think Chantel's making wrong choices. I don't understand why therapy or counseling isn't on the table. I don't understand why everything's a big secret. Like it's just a mess. And who is this new Pedro? After watching them for season upon season upon season, four seasons here, what, two, three seasons on 90 Day? I don't understand who this new Pedro is. Hey, Stevie, hey. I don't understand. Like, who's this dude? He's completely 100% checked out. And if he's not checked out, he's a fantastic Oscar-winning actor. Anyways, Chantel, she's burned out by this whole situation. Yeah, because you're working as a nurse doing these 12-hour shifts and you're coming home to a hostile environment, of course you're burnt out. And then you're holding it all in. And what we have come to know as the family Chantel, you're not incorporating the family Chantel so everyone can get into your business. Instead, you're trying to hold it all in. You know, your mom and dad both know that something's up, but you don't want to talk to them about it. Um, And so they're trying to like, not pry, but they know that something's up, but they can't really tell. So they're saying, you know, you're hard to read, but they're very concerned for you. And they can see that you're shutting them out, but you're their daughter. So when you're unhappy, they're unhappy. They love you. They're your parents. They're always going to love you no matter what. And they're going to want to support you no matter what. But Chantel thinks that she's putting up these boundaries. Um, and she's not going to give into her mom's concerns because, hey, Ronnie, uh, because she's like, this is my marriage. I have to work it out, which I absolutely get, you guys. And you know, I preach that on our show that, listen, it's two people in a marriage. You two need to figure it out. However, there's nothing wrong with getting family support, right? They may not have to know all the details, but you don't have to feel like you're alone. And I feel like that's Chantel seems so sad. This, this whole season, she just seems so sad. And hey, Sly Cat, and she seems like, you know, there's not a lot of, of people that are there to support her. Thank God she has her bestie who she's willing to open up to. <clears throat> um, and so her mom takes her shopping. They're like kind of antiquing or whatever. And her mom's trying to like pry a little bit, but without really saying a lot she just wants to be like hey know that we're here for you if and when you need us you are never alone and we'll be there no matter what um because you know you are our child and we love you so that starts off the episode and i was like oh poor chantel and i think i said this last episode and i'm going to say it see cruise see cruise is in the house (laughs) and on time Um, yeah, so I said this last episode, I said, you know, normally Chantel is 100%, like you never see her not done up. And you can tell in these last episodes, like she's just going through it because she's allowing us to see a more like non done up Chantel. And, you know, that's true. That's true. When you're going through some things, you don't really want to get all dulled up. You don't want to put the lashes on, do the hair, all the things. You just want to get through your day. 
So <clears throat> Pedro gets to work and Pedro's just being, in my opinion, I just don't know who this Pedro is. So if I'm going to say like all the things about Pedro and your team, Pedro, that's cool. I'm just saying what I've observed and what I've seen over the years. And this Pedro, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. So he gets to work. <clears throat> he says it's not a regular work day because Chantel attacked his colleagues at the bar last night. First of all, Chantel didn't attack anyone. Second of all, let's not forget your shitty attitude for when she arrived there. You looked her up and down like she, you were disgusted by her arrival. So let's not act like Chantel went in there, guns a-blazing, and attacked your colleagues at the bar. Like, stop it. So he feels embarrassed. He wants to apologize to all of his coworkers for Chantel's behavior. He feels awkward. He's looking at Antonella um, and asking, you know, how are you? How are you, Antonella? Did my wife attack you? Are you okay? Like, fuck off, Pedro. Just stop it. <clears throat> um. Antonella goes on to say that Chantel jumped to a bunch of conclusions and exploded. And she didn't know that Chantel felt that way. And if she had known, she would have talked to Chantel before to clear things up. First of all, Antonella, I want to cuss you out too. What are you talking about? Chantel exploded. She exploded for what? Yeah, she made a little bit of a spectacle, but she was more in her emotion. She was more upset about her husband, A, not greeting her, her really not knowing all of these women that he's hanging out with all the time and not coming home, him not communicating with her ever. So she had all of that pent up and she was emotional about it, but she didn't explode. Like these words that you're using, like, oh, you attacked my coworkers. You exploded on the coworkers. Whatever. And then what were you going to do? Are you and Chantel friends that you're going to pull her aside and talk to her and clear things up? What's to the clear up unless there's something to clear up, Antoinella? And you had plenty of an opportunity at the bar. Raydella! Raydella's in the house! Uh, hey, Geek Girl. Geek Girl's in the house. I was watching the office scene trying to figure out which one he was cheating with. Laura, Laura or Antoinella. Shit. Geek Girl, we talked about that on News and Gossip. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to leave that one in our Friday show. Until I have the real receipts, I'm leaving that one on our Friday show. That being said, um, <clears throat> Pedro's blaming Chantel, saying, you know, she doesn't respect people. She came in and attacked everyone. And so he wants to go and talk to his boss and apologize to his boss. But guess what? He's not going to just go in there by himself. He's going to go in there with Antoinella. What does Antoinella have to do with any of this? <laughs> Stevie, you know what? I had to put it up. Stevie says, I think Pedro's company D, so that's why everyone got quiet when Chantel came in. Uh, Pedro's for the company streets. So anyways, he goes into his, his boss's office, Laura, right? 
but he doesn't go in it alone. He goes with, in with Antonella. Now, let me ask you all this. If Antonella is just your coworker, why is it her business to go with you to your boss to talk about your personal business? She already, she already was there yesterday. So is she your backup? Is she your support? Or is she your lover supporting her side man, because he's not a chick, so side man at his job? Hey, Dustin, I don't get it. I don't get why Antonella is going in to hear you apologize to your boss about your personal business. Make it make sense. <sighs> Ridiculous. So anyways, him and Antonella go in to apologize to Laura. Laura's like, you know what? It's all good. Just leave your business at home, right? Like these are things that you need to leave at home and fix at home and all the things, but you don't need to apologize to us. Pedro goes on to continue to blame Chantel, saying Chantel is selfish and all he wanted was to have a career and he waited all this time to get his career and they flashed back to Chantel, which I kind of forgot about you guys. So remember when Chantel was supposed to graduate a year before, but she didn't pass the test. So she had to like redo a semester. And so while she was redoing that semester, he was still working at the warehouse. So he has resentment over that. So he feels like Chantel messed up his timeline of him getting into his career. And so he finally got into his career and now he doesn't feel supported by her. He's like, things went wrong as soon as I took my real estate classes. Well, no, Pedro, things went wrong since you came back from the Dominican Republic this last time because you haven't been the same since. And I personally think he's going through family trauma. I think that he's sad that he hasn't connected with his daddy, so he has daddy issues. He's fighting with mom, so he has mommy issues. He's fighting with his sister because... You know, he he feels like his sister disrespected the family Chantel. Yeah, he's fighting with the family Chantel too. So like, you clearly have your own deep-seated issues that you're not really willing to deal with. And then on top of that, <clears throat> you're blaming your wife who truly was the only person that was there for you this whole time. And like, let's think about, and I keep saying this, but think about all that they have been through all the fights with all the families and it was the two of them against the world. And now you're settled and you took your 72 hour real estate class and boom, you're a real estate agent. And now all of a sudden you're in your career and you don't need your wife. Make it make sense. Um, so then we head over to the Dominican Republic and you guys just by just raise of hands, who was in who was in our live last week? Who was in our live? I know I think Rodella was here last week. I think C Cruz was here last week. Uh who else is here? Dustin, were you here last week? Who was in the live last week? That's what I want to know. Um, so we go to the Dominican Republic. Lydia found out that Alejandro was in the Dominican Republic and she reacted as Lydia reacts, ugly, in a very ugly way. 
uh, told Nicole that she was a liar, that she doesn't value herself, etc. And Nicole now is crying. She feels sad. She feels pain about her mom finding out. And here's the thing, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Words are powerful, and especially as a parent to a, to a child, it doesn't matter how old your child is, you're always going to look up to your parents. And so the hateful and hurtful words that they say, you always remember them. And it hurts your heart in that they can get to you more than anyone else. So when Lydia, you know, tells her that, you know, she's a liar, uh, she doesn't value herself, that she's with a loser, that's trash, and all the mean things, it's very, very ugly of her. And, and despite whatever you think of Nicole, Nicole's internalizing that, and that internal internalization messes with not only your self-esteem but who you who you think you are as a person and all of the things and and it's hurtful and those are the things you remember in your mind so if you're if you're if your mother is telling you you know that you're a liar and you're ugly and you don't amount to anything and that that you hold no value to yourself and all of that stuff she's internalizing all of that and it's really 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 terrible <sighs> Oh, Ronnie, were you here last week? Okay, girl, good. Because I'm gonna about to tell you guys something that I told you last week. And I was like, told y'all. I should be called Psychic Linda at your service. I don't have a crystal ball, but I have a I have a silver cat. Psychic Linda is coming to your service. And last week I told you that Nicole was pregnant. Poof! Let me not get started with my nonsense. Okay, because it's only Monday. All right, so. But I did tell you guys that Nicole was pregnant. I didn't know this, you know, terrible tragedy the way it, it panned out, but I did know she was pregnant. So <clears throat> Lydia says that um, when she found out that Nicole was back with this maniac, her words, she was ashamed, embarrassed that after everything that he did to her, that Nicole would go back to him. She calls him trash. And, you know, she turns to Nicole and says, you should value yourself, sister. Uh, Geek Girl says, is this a cat? Oh, yeah, it is a cat. I do hate cats, but but I don't even know where I got this from. Someone, I don't know where I got it from. That's why, see, it hasn't even been used, Geek Girl. I think that's part of the reason. But I could use it as a crystal ball. And you get a new car, and you get a new car, and you get a new car. Okay. <laughs> I have a bad memory. I forgot you said that. See, Cruz, what? All right. <clears throat> so... Lydia is basically talking shit. 
to her own daughter, right? So she's embarrassed for her daughter. She's ashamed about her daughter. She can't believe her daughter's back with Alejandro. And she doesn't really know that she's back with Alejandro. All she knows is that Alejandro was in the Dominican Republic, right? She literally tells Nicole that as a woman, she's not worth half a penny. When I heard her say that, hey, Mandy. When I heard her say that to her own daughter, that you're not worth a half a penny, my heart broke for her. This poor girl, like I said, whether you like her or not, is going through some things, right? She's going through some things. First, she wanted to do this, you know, um, to become Miss Dominican Republic. And that was one of her big dreams. And she didn't get through that. Then she goes through a breakup with her boyfriend. Then she's fighting with her family. And her family is just her, her mom and her brother. And, you know, that tension in her family. Then she finds out she's pregnant and doesn't really have anyone to turn to and then her mom is telling her that she's not worth a half a penny if you instill that in your own child how do you think that they're going to go out there with confidence and think that they can achieve some things they're going to internalize and be like yeah i don't i don't have any value so why should i try to achieve anything who who talks like that and if if you're a parent and you hear someone talking like you should just you shouldn't be talking like that. Like who talks like that to their child? Unless you have ugly evil in you and you feel shitty about yourself and you're projecting that on your children, which you should probably go get therapy for. I don't understand why you would say that to your own child. Who would say to their own child that they're not worth half a penny? Nicole's gonna remember that for the rest of her life. Trust and believe that. So <sighs> Nicole meets up with her bestie Karima and is, you know, crying and explaining all the things that Lydia said to her and what she's going through. And Karima doesn't see a solution to her mom's issues. And that's exactly it. Her mom's issues. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Lydia has a codependent relationship with Nicole and not in a good way. Lydia should not be the one that is throwing the sticks and the stones. Because if she looks at her own life and focus on her own life, it would be better. Let's not let's not try to dig up all the skeletons in her closet because her whole life she was a side chick. She had two babies from someone that was married and she knew he was married and she claimed the side chick role and she was cool with that. Now, we learned that she's a, a lawyer so many seasons ago she should know better and do better she should be busier and you know what Lydia why don't you just go on a, a dating site and like go and date and and be happy because I feel like you might be lonely and you are projecting all of that like loneliness on your children because all the things that come out of your mouth are all ugly things who tells their daughter that they're not worth half a penny Yes, dysfunctional people talk to their children like that. And she's bitter and takes it out on her kids. Facts, geek girl. Like, I just, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine it. I, I really felt for her this episode. I really felt for Nicole this episode. So Nicole really loves Alejandro. She's not able to detach herself from him, but she also feels sad about it because it's bringing her in this predicament with her mom. 
and she feels she's stuck between two people that she really loves, right? And she loves her mom because that's her mom. And don't forget, she also has her own abandonment issues because she's never known her dad. So her mom is like the person she looks up to. Um, and then yet she's a grown ass woman and this is the man that she loves. So she's stuck in between those two people. But she says, you know, the most important to her is to do my mom happy because her mom, all her, her mom is her whole life. And her mom is the one that's always been there for her, right? So even though Lydia is saying all of these things that are super nasty to her daughter, her daughter still holds her in high regard because that's what children do. You look at your parents as those are your first role models. Those are your first idols. Those are your first people that you will love no matter what, right? And we've all seen it. We've seen where, you know, there are like druggy parents and the kids or still love, love their parents unconditionally. The kids are always going to love you unconditionally, even if you're a fucked up individual. And so that's what made me sad about this whole situation. Um, <clears throat> so, this awful. I just think it was awful. The way Lydia treats Nicole, awful. We find out that um, Nicole is still not talking with Pedro either. So she feels even more isolated. So she's not talking with her mom. She's not talking with her brother. Um, and she feels sad because they have a small family. It was really just the three of them. And they were, you know, the three amigos. And now none of them are talking to each other and it's not the same. And one of the things that's been a major issue is that other people that are quote unquote Karima saying getting in the way. So on Pedro's side, it's Chantel that's an issue. On um, Nicole's side, it's Alejandro's the issue. And I was like, what? I don't really think it's Chantel and Alejandro. I think the issue is Lydia. Lydia does not want to let go of the like death grip that she has on her two children because she wants to live vicariously through them and she had a plan for them and she wants them to stick to the plan. So for Pedro, she wants Pedro to go to America, marry American, but not stay with the American, get settled, and then not only support Lydia while he's in America, but once he's settled, sponsor her, bring her over there, buy a house for her and continue to sponsor her as if Pedro was her man. Okay. For Nicole, she wants Nicole to do the same thing. She wants Nicole to marry a rich foreigner, move to America. So guess what? She can also, too, sponsor Lydia. So if you think about it, it's all about Lydia. Lydia is using her children as her retirement package. She wants to live her best life vicariously through her children. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Chantel and Alejandro are not the issue. Lydia, you're the issue. You need to look at your own damn self and figure out, hey, how do I live my own life and allow my children to live their own lives so that they can be happy and healthy and thriving? So Nicole feels super lonely. Um, you know, she's like, it's already hard to do long distance and 
she feels like she's getting older. She's 28. She can't even think about starting a family yet. Um, she can't think about like being together in a healthy, happy relationship, getting married and all the things. She just feels alone. She feels alone. And she's sad about it. And then she starts breaking down and crying and says, you know, the reason why she's so affected by all of this is that in the last trip, obviously her and Alejandra reconciled and through that she got pregnant. So she took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And so she had no one to share that with. The only person she could share that with is Alejandro. And Alejandro is halfway across the world for her, right? Can't talk to her mom about it. Isn't talking to her brother. She felt alone. So we go back to Atlanta. And Pedro doesn't want his personal life interfering with his job. So he gets home. Chantel's sitting on the couch, and this is the only thing. And you know why why it stood out to me so much, you guys? It's because he's been such an asshole to her this whole season that when he walked in and said to her, how was your day, I was actually shocked. That was probably the nicest thing he said to her this entire season. So he sits down on the couch beside her. She's like, you know, it was a hard day. He's like, me too. And Chantel starts to open up to him again. So she's like, you know what? I don't want a separation. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, well, where are we here? And Pedro's like, you know, it wasn't a good idea for you to come to drinks because you can't control yourself. And you don't know how to, to communicate. And I was like, well, Pedro, you actually don't know how to communicate either. Like, it, you two equally are not communicating properly. You're both in your feelings. And Pedro, you've completely shut down. And Chantel continues to try to reach out to you, telling you what she wants and what she doesn't want. And she doesn't want to separate. She wants to work it out with you. And she's, like, throwing herself at you, trying to do all the things to fix this marriage. But you're not here for it at all. So Chantel apologizes for her outburst at the bar. Um, she knew she knows that she shouldn't have laid out all their dirty laundry, but she also knows that anytime she has the opportunity to talk to him, it all just comes out because she never gets the opportunity to talk to him. And so it's all bottled up inside because guess what? He doesn't want to listen to her because he's checked out. He's literally checked out, you guys. You can see in his face and his demeanor, he is checked out. So Pedro wants to separate. She doesn't want to. She feels like she's begging for attention and affection, which we've seen for the past few episodes. And Pedro freaks out when she says that. He's like, you keep making things worse. And I was like, well, she just bore her soul to you, saying, hey, listen, I feel like I'm begging for attention. I feel like I'm begging for affection. Last episode, she's like, you know, all I want is some love and attention from you. And he's like, he's like a wall, you guys. He doesn't even respond to that. Can you imagine being married to someone and saying, hey, I just want some love and attention from you? And then looking at you side eyes or they're looking at you with disgust and anger. Don't get it. So Pedro feels like the problem is 
since he took his real estate classes, he met people, he goes out, things have changed, and he thinks that maybe he needs to have his own future without Chantel. Sounds to me, Pedro, like you've already decided what you wanted to do, and you've checked out a long time ago, and you took this 72-hour class and think you're the shit now. I, I don't I don't get it. I This is what I've been saying day in and day out. I don't understand either. I wonder why they won't even talk about counseling, or at least individual, if they won't go together. I don't understand why that's not on the table. I don't. How do you go from fighting, 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 there's a crack in our marriage, to this person staying out all night to, hey, we're going to separate. Like, And if you guys can't sit down with each other and open your mouths and communicate, I don't understand why counseling's not at the table. Like, why would we not say, hey, let's try marriage counseling and see how that works for us. And if marriage counseling doesn't work, then the next step would be okay, are we going to have to consider separating for a little bit? How do you go from you don't cook and clean to I'm I want to move out. Oh, and I want to move out and I want to separate because you came to my work after party and you told her dirty laundry. Either Pedro's cheating because when someone cheats, they they don't realize that they're they're putting distance in between their their other relationship, but they that's what happens. There's like a distance, a wedge forms, and you don't think there's a wedge, but there is because you're, you move differently, right? Because your attention and like all your amour is in this other relationship and the person that you, you've been in the relationship with that you're cheating on, they feel that. And you don't think that you're putting out that energy, but you are. So either that or two, Lydia's master plan was her master plan. And now that he's got his green card, he's got his career, all the things, he feels like he doesn't need his wife. Or three, because it can all still be a possibility that this is all just a big scam and it's all for show. Yeah. Lori said, this sounds exactly like what the things my ex-husband would say right before I caught him cheating. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. So we head over to Winter and Karen. Winter's getting ready for another date. So Winter is dating it up. She's on like her third date from this Christian dating app. Um, and she recalls how, like, even as a teenager, uh, Karen was very strict and they were not allowed to have boys in the house. So they would all, like, hang out in the front yard. River would come out and, like, play ball with the guys. Uh, but besides that, it was all about the rules of the household. So anyway, she's going out with a guy named Zach. She went on the Christian single and ready to mingle app. I'm just making that up. I don't know what app it was, but it was a Christian dating app. And he's 27 and she's sharing with her mom because she's in a better place. And you can really see that winter is really coming into her own. You can really start to see her personality is shining through. And so she's sharing, you know, her dating journey with her mom and Karen's not into apps and mama Karen, 
listen, my mom, my Linda, my mom isn't into apps either. She, and Karen's like, I'm old fashioned. I feel like people should meet like the old fashioned way. And my mom feels the same way. But like, what's what's the old fashioned way? I try to explain this to my mom. What's the old fashioned way? Like where? Where? Going to the grocery store? Nah. Going to the bar every weekend? Nah. Joining a like a group or whatever, you know, like a knitting class or a hiking group or whatever. Eh, people don't do that. People go to the apps. That's reality of 2022. But try to explain that to a parent and there's like, especially like a traditional, like African parent, not having it. And I was, so I was also surprised that Karen feels the same way. Like she's just not for the apps, but, but Karen is supportive of winter. So winter has a alter ego. She calls her bad girl Winnie. And so bad girl Winnie is all about love. She loves to love. She wants to date and she wants to explore herself, but she realizing realizes now and is starting to realize a lot that not everyone deserves the love that she has for them. And, you know, a lot of the people that she's gone on dates with, they're good people, but not people to take home with her, which again, just shows me how much winter is growing in this process of rediscovering who she is. Vanessa says, I've never been on apps, but I'm totally app curious. I live vicariously through my single friends. Whew, that's a whole other conversation, Vanessa. I'll leave that. I'll leave my opinion on that for our Friday. Our Friday. Actually, maybe our, we'll do it on our party this week. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my dating extravaganzas. Uh, we hear from Thomas, and that's the other thing I love because we don't really hear from Thomas very much. And Thomas is like, you know, winter shining. He's happy about that. You know, when she was with Jay, or excuse me, with Jaw, Jaw wouldn't let her shine. And so she was always in his shadow. So he's just really, really happy that winter is starting to come into her own. He does want winter to take it slow because, yeah, she's been in this um, long term relationship that wasn't healthy for her and he doesn't want her to just jump into anything um ronnie says i met my husband on the apps yeah listen you guys i know i know more people than not that have met their significant others on the apps because that's what people do right you you go on whatever um tinder and bumble and and uh hinge and What's the big one? Match or whatever. You go on all those things and, you know, you find your person. And I personally think it's like, it's like having a second job. If you're a single person, it's like having a second job because no, it's like looking for a new job. So you're weaning through all the people, like as if you're submitting your resume over and over and over and over again. Right. And then this person says, hey, this is a match or we fill your to potential uh, new candidate. 
So then, like you go on interviews, you go on all these dates, and then you see if you're a match or if you're not a match. I just think that, I think that online dating is harder because I think it's harder for us as young people, as anyone. I think it's harder for anyone that's single in this time and day and age versus like our parents' generation because I feel like our parents had the luxury of meeting people in real life that were also like in kind of their circle. Like they knew someone that knew someone or you went to a party of a friends and you met that person because that person knew someone. But with apps is like, you can meet some random person that doesn't commingle in your life anywhere. So you don't know anything about them. So you can only go by what they tell you. So I think it just makes it a little bit harder for, for, us in this day and age but people make it work like ronnie met her husband on an app and i would say eight out of ten of my friends have met their significant others on an app so it is what it is okay so we go back to the dominican republic and you know like i said earlier nicole and lydia aren't talking and Nicole's dealing with finding out she was pregnant on her own. And she's really suffering about that because, you know, the legacy in her family, like we talked about earlier, is all the women get pregnant by married men. And she was supposed to live a different life. Her life was supposed to be different. And she feels like because she went to college, because she didn't grow up um, on the countryside, because she was doing all the right things, had a good job, all of all the things that she wouldn't go down the path that seems to be the legacy of all the women in her family, right? So all the women in her family have all been side chicks. They've all had babies as side chicks and she was supposed to be someone different, yet here she is. So <clears throat> she only told Alejandro that she was pregnant and he said he would totally be there for her. He'd totally be responsible for the baby even if he had to have get three jobs, he's going to take care of her and the baby um, in that he just really loves her, wants to be there for her and wants to support her. But she feels confused by it because she still doesn't know if he's truly fully divorced. <clears throat> um, Geek Girl says, I met my husband online before apps. And Vanessa said she's met some of her exes at dance clubs. Aw, Ronnie's parents met at a bowling league. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's just much different for us nowadays. But there is hope. So Nicole doesn't know if Alejandro's divorced. And I, you guys, I do have to say, like, did we not put this to bed? Because that was so two seasons ago. So two seasons ago where she was in New York and he was like, I'm I'm trying to get divorced, but I don't have the divorce papers and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's been years now. So either you're divorced or you're not divorced. So I cannot believe that we're circling back on this. But she still feels like she doesn't know that he's fully divorced or not. I think this fool's divorced. I do. I think that he's divorced. All of these trips that he's coming to the Dominican Republic and all the trips she's making to 
to New York. He must be divorced by now. Anyway, so she told him that he she was pregnant. And he said he would support her. And then one day she wakes up. She starts to bleed very heavily. She goes to the clinic by herself. Um, they do a sonogram. Finds out that she's having a miscarriage. And she's just sad about it. And just devastated. She tells Alejandro, who's the only person that she told. And he's sad too. And he wants to come down to the Dominican Republic to support her during this time. And she says no. She needs to adjust her feelings. Um, and emotions about it. She hasn't told anybody else and doesn't want to talk to anyone about it. She wants to go through it on her own. And, you know, she realizes that he's upset, but she feels like she's the one that got pregnant. She's the one that's going through it. And I just really felt like this was a kind of a bad way for her to deal with it because it did take two of you to tango. And he expressed last episode that he's trying to change his ways. He's trying to be more supportive of you. He's trying to be less controlling. He's trying to be, um, you know, just a better boyfriend all the way around. And a better boyfriend all the way around, this is something that that you two shared, that you two should share in the pain that you have with with one another. And, of course, it's her body, her choice, and, and, and if she feels like she wants to go through this alone, then that's her choice and her right. However, her whole demeanor is saying that she doesn't want to go through this alone. And she even says that she felt totally alone at the clinic with no one there for her. Well, your man is saying he wants to fly down and be there for you. Um, And yet you don't allow him to. You don't want him to. And I just didn't understand that. But how sad, though, because, you know, uh, a lot of women go through miscarriages. It's more it's more common than you think or realize. And, you know, it's very hard. It's very hard. And it's very emotional for those women. And so I just feel like she should allow Alejandro to be there for her. Facts. Geek Girl says she can't have it both ways. Exactly. I'm just saying... If you want him to be a better boyfriend and be there to support you, and he's trying to be there to support you in the good times and bad, then perhaps you should allow him to come down because he's offered and help you get through this very difficult time in your life. But again, it's your choice. But then you can't then turn around and be like, hey, you weren't there for me because he was trying to be there for you. All right, we're back into uh, Atlanta uh, on Winter's Date with Zach, he has arranged, and I love this, okay? So I love, you know what I love, you guys? And I don't know how many of y'all are single, but I think it's so great when the person that is, you know, trying to court you or date you or whatever you want to call it, when they actually have a planned date, like they put effort in and say, this is what I planned. I feel like that's just really great. So he planned uh, cooking class date, and they're cooking with Lynn, and they're going to be making Caesar salad, garlic mashed potatoes, uh, and chicken pocata. And I was just like, see, where are these guys? Where are these guys? I feel like, I feel like there's a lot more guys that are like, hey, let's go to the bar. Hey, let's go for drinks. Hey, let's Netflix and chill. You know what I mean? 
So putting an effort in is just, I think it's some listen up men. Women like it when you make an actual planned date. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's exactly what's going on, Sly Cat. That's exactly what's going on. And it is sad. Anyways, so they have this cooking date. She's a few months post-op, so she still can't eat what everyone else can eat. And she's not going to tell Zach about her um, bariatric surgery because she feels, she feels like he hasn't earned it yet. And I was like, you know what? You are absolutely just doing so well. Like I'm so proud of Winter and who she's becoming and, and understanding who she is. And I'm just loving it. I'm loving seeing her bloom and, and have all these self-realizations and all the things. So they're cooking. And one of the reasons Zach says that, you know, he, he decided to do this cooking classes, cooking involves teamwork. Um, and so it's good to see how we work together. And I thought that that was a wonderful idea. And so they do their, like, you know, the small talk that you guys do when you're on dates. You know, where are you from? What do you do? You know, do you have kids? And were you married? Are you married? And all the things, because you do have to ask people this nowadays. Are you married? You have to literally ask them. <laughs> so Zach has no kids. Um, doesn't want to have kids till he's married. And has he ever been married? No. He's had a couple of close calls, though. He's been engaged two times. And she's like, two times? Yo, that's a yellow flag. How are you engaged two times? And he's like, well, you know, I fall hard, I fall quick, and I commit quickly. Which I agree with her. That's That could be a yellow yellow flag for sure. Yeah. I think it takes time to really, well, I don't know. I think every situation is different. I'm going to take that back. I was about to say something, but I'm going to take it back. I think every situation and whatever connection you have with people is different based on a one-on-one -on -one basic um, basis. So he, Zach then asked, you know, what's the perfect date? And I loved her response. She's like, I'll know it when I see it. And so I wanted to ask you guys. So in the live chat, um, share with me a perfect date what you think a perfect date is or what perfect date you had. Geo's in the house. Thank you for the support, Geo. I appreciate you. Everyone say hi to Geo. Geo, what's up? Holla. I always forget that, you guys. Uh, don't forget there's Super Chat, Super Stickers available. Support the show. Uh, it allows me to continue to create and support and bring you all this news, gossip, and all the things. Uh, and then don't forget to like and subscribe. I always forget to say that. Geo. We need to talk immediately, if not sooner. I have some tea for y'all and I want to get your point of view. So <clears throat> question to you guys again in the live chat. And then if you're watching the replay, my question to you is what is a perfect date? So either one that you think you want or one that you've been on what is a perfect date to you i need to fix this background bugging me there 
So the perfect date. Uh, I'll go first. What is the perfect date to me? I mean, I have two types of perfect dates. So on the chill side, because, you know, I'm Canadian, so I can be chill, right? So on the chill side, I would say a perfect date would be... Um, creating a picnic basket and um, having like wine and like the whole basket filled with, you know, nicely made food, driving to either beachside or mountainside where there's a view and throwing out the blanket, having a great meal, just you and the person in nature and like talking till the sun sets and the stars are in the air. That would be like the perfect low key date. Now, bye Gio, love you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for popping in. Um, now my high maintenance date would be, uh, Dustin. Dustin, thank you so much for supporting too. Appreciate you. Gio and Dustin are, are cut from the same cloth. That's how you say it, right? Cut from the same cloth. Good peeps. Uh, Geek Girl says, same here, Linda. My thoughts too. Okay, so my high maintenance. Okay, not high maintenance. I, I'm just going to say this. My, date. Should I share this? Okay, I'm just going to share. So an amazing date, an amazing date would be this. Perfect date. Okay, you guys picture this. Okay, picture this. Mark says, perfect date picnic um, on Wooded Island at the Japanese tea house of the Japanese garden in Chicago's Jackson Park. Oh, that sounds really nice. Mark, that sounds really nice too. Okay, so picture this. And this works perfectly for whoever, however you identify. You get picked up in a limo. And all you've been told is to pack an overnight bag and pack for casual, semi-casual, dressy, and something to relax. And that's all you that's all you know. So you get picked up by this limo and you drive out to a pier. And at that pier, you, you know, still don't know what's really going on, but you're like following that person's lead. And from the pier, you get into a helicopter and the helicopter takes you on this beautiful journey across the water. So you're seeing like the beautiful view of, you know, the countryside, the water, and then you take the helicopter over to an island. Then on that island, you get settled, 
you do the things where you just settle um and then you you know walk around and maybe you go for a nice lunch um on an outside patio and then you um take like a boat ride and the boat ride is one of those boats where they have like that glass floor right so you can see and the water is like so blue that you can see the fishes and all the sea urchins and all the things under underwater you have like some nice drinks and you have great great conversation um and then after that you know you guys get the point so like that would be like a you know a date that's like ideal but like kind of you know higher maintenance um vanessa says live music good food for me Oh, Mark, that is old news. Mark, you clearly are not a... Mark says, after you finish, we got scalding tea about Eve possibly kicking Muhammad to the curb. That's old news. We talk about that in news and gossip. Been there, done that, but I appreciate the comment. It It is Splitsville with those two. She literally said that she wasn't in her right DNA when she met Muhammad. All right. That being said, hey there, Linda, and Tweet the Melanated Way. Hi, actually, Aubrey. I like that name. Hi, Aubrey. Actually, Aubrey. All right, back to... Did I miss it? Well, you're, we're coming close to the end, Aubrey. You're going to probably have to catch the replay. We were just talking about the perfect date, so... You spoil us, Linda. Facts. Facts. Can't wait for this Friday, Mandy. And our party. Um, we're talking about the perfect date. So if you came in late, it's Drake in the comments. <laughs> Listen, Vanessa, my baby daddy upset me this past few weeks. First of all, y'all, any of you T.O. people in the house? Is anyone in T.O.? This OVO concert... When I saw the concert ticket prices, I almost lost my mind. My baby daddy's tripping. If you want to just sit on the lawn at the OVO concert, just the lawn, guess what? Guess how much those tickets are? Guess how much those tickets are? 750 bucks. Oh, these fools are back. Just calm down. You're so... When you have time to spam like this, I just think it's sad. Like, I just think it's sad. Don't worry, you guys. We blocked that person. Lame. Lame. Um. Anyway, so Drake, 750 sit on the lawn. If you want, like, general omission, it was, like, $2,000. So my baby daddy's tripping, Vanessa. He's tripping, and I'm upset with him. Okay. So don't forget to answer the question about what's your perfect date. Leave it in the comments um, if you're watching the replay. Uh, for him, back to Zach, his perfect date was a guitar, a picnic. He's a hopeless, hopeless romantic. I feel like a lot of us deep down, we're all hopeless romantics. Um, and so... They made a great meal, him and Riv him and River, him and Winter. Uh, but Winter's like not really feeling Zach. She's feeling like 
she didn't like his energy. She felt like his gaze was off. He wasn't making eye contact with her. Um, he kept bringing up past relationships and she didn't like how he, his body was turned away in the chair. And so she didn't feel like there was a romantically charged energy there. She's like, mm, it was Anne, which is fine, right? You can go on dates and there not be a love connection. The more dates you go on, the more you see what you like and what you don't like. Uh, what did you think about Nicole and Lydia? Uh, we talked all about that, Dustin, earlier. Long story short, Lydia's in the wrong. Lydia treats Nicole terribly. Lydia shouldn't say the mean thing she says to her own daughter. Lydia's making her daughter be insecure and not uh, love on herself. And I think that Lydia lives vicariously through Nicole, and I think it's unfortunate. Drake is lost without you. Set him straight. <laughs> All right, then we go to the fitness class, which made me feel so bad because you see my little fat cheeks. I need to get myself into the gym immediately, if not sooner. Um, and so I felt inspired seeing them working out. So Destiny and Chantel are working out and Chantel tells Destiny everything that happened at the bar and how Pedro was looking at her with anger and disgust. And Chantel explains that, you know, she did get emotional and Destiny's like, listen, we talked about this. I told you not to get emotional. I told you to just go in and, you know, get your man, basically. And she's, and Chantel explained how she couldn't hold, like, hold it in because she's been holding it in for so long and she couldn't believe how when she got there, how um, Pedro just treated her so terribly. And so, she then tells Destiny that Pedro wants a separation and Destiny can't believe it. Destiny is like, I cannot believe that I'm watching your marriage crumble and fall apart before my eyes. He's like, I, she's like, I don't understand. There's more to it, which is what I've been saying this whole time. It can't be that Pedro's mad that you're not cooking and cleaning. He clearly is resenting you for something that he has not told us about clearly resenting you he's clearly resenting you for something and she's like you know i find it hard to believe me too that he woke up one morning and said and just was like i hate my wife you didn't just wake up pedro and all of a sudden you're gonna be like an asshole to your wife and all of a sudden you hate her you clearly resent her for something and we don't know what it is and because you don't know how to communicate and use your words we all don't know Um, Mark shared his high maintenance date, a Victorian meal candlelit cooked and served, uh, in the Givens Irish Cashel of Beverly Hills, Chicago. Wow. That sounds amazing. Thanks for sharing Mark. Uh, Erica says, basically that Pedro's shutting down, which is true. He's been shut down, Erica. He's been shut down. So again, I want to take us back to the title because again, I should have just looked at the title and I would have known that this episode was ridiculously crazy. Recipe for disaster. Recipe for disaster. The disaster and recipe is this. Chantel wants to go to the Dominican Republic and mend things with Lydia. 
Have you lost your mind, Chantel? In all the years that you've been married to Pedro, have you ever, have you ever, ever gotten along with Lydia? Have you ever gotten along with, with Lydia? Has Lydia ever welcomed you with open arms in all the years? So you were saying now that your marriage is, is crumbling apart, you're going to not only lie to your family, you're going to lie to your husband, you're going to tell no one that you're going to the Dominican Republic and you're just going to pop in and be like, hey, Lydia, what's up? And you think she's going to embrace you? She is not Team Chantel. If anything, like we saw with the preview, when she, when you get there, she's looking at you like you're crazy and she's looking at you up and down. And not only she's looking at you up and down, don't forget that she's already told Pedro to leave you. And so now she's going to turn around and tell Pedro that you're there. And she's going to create a situation that creates a bigger wedge in your relationship. Why did we think that this was a better idea? Why? Why did we think this is a better idea? So she's going to go to the Dominican Republic and she's not going to tell anyone. She's going to lie to everyone, including her family, including her husband. But she thinks that if she goes and mends that relationship, it will be like an olive branch to his mom. And maybe then Pedro will see that a relationship with her is worth it. Listen, recipe for disaster. That's absolutely what this is. This right here is going to backfire in her face. And I mean, yes, she'll get to be, you know, on a beautiful island, but you might come back and have no husband. That's not a good look. I think that too, Stevie. She's just being hard-headed. And Geek Girl says, an explosive disaster. These are facts. This is going to be all wrong. All wrong, you guys. All wrong. All she needs to do is say, Pedro, Let's try to go to therapy. If therapy doesn't work, then we can consider a separation. There's no way in all the years that we've watched this show, y'all, that Lydia is going to be Team Chantel all of a sudden. She's going to pop in and Lydia is going to have a whole separate side plan. Look at her. How Look how Lydia treats her own daughter and says all the mean things to her daughter. She's not going to accept Chantel all of a sudden after all these years. Lydia doesn't have it in her because Lydia, someone said in the live chat, when you're broken on the inside and you're not fixing your own damn self, you take it out on other people. And that's what she does. She takes it out on all the people, her kids especially. Think about it. None of her children, Pedro or Nicole, can have happy, healthy relationships. Lydia sticks her nose in it. And, and breaks it off. It's not good enough or she's not getting enough money from it. It doesn't serve her purposes. So what? She comes in and says all the mean things. Can you imagine your mother telling you that you're not worth half a penny? Can you imagine your mother telling you, leave your spouse and then go buy me a house and bring me over to America? It's all self-serving for her. It's quite terrible. Anyways that's the show that's the show i appreciate you guys all in the live chat don't forget to like and subscribe i'll see you guys all back here tomorrow and bye for now happy monday